Hey Swifties, welcome to a brand new episode of Swifty School, where together we walk Clownilia Street covering the latest news and Easter eggs from our fearless leader, Taylor Swift. I'm your host, Reagan Bailey, and it is enchanting to have you here. Now that we're out of the woods, let's get into today's episode. It's another great day to be alive at the same time as Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, this has been one of the most thrilling weekends as a Swifty that we've had in a hot minute. Now you guys, I am the newest fan of the Kansas City Chiefs reporting from Clownelia Street. Oh my gosh, what a plot twist of a day. I truly did not have Taylor Swift attending an NFL game in a pair of jean shorts and a windbreaker on my 2023 bingo card. But holy guacamole, here we are. We have so much to discuss. So consider this episode all things Taylor Swift attending the Sunday afternoon game and basically everything you don't know or didn't know about Travis Kelsey because I learned a lot in doing research on this episode. I know we briefly touched on him on the past episode if you're up to date, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into his past, specifically his past relationships because I made a shocking discovery to say the least. Um, So without further ado, let's get right into it. Now let's talk about what we know so far. Obviously the basics, especially coming from someone like myself, I know literally zero things about sports. So we're taking it back to the very, very basics. We know Travis is on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not his hometown. He's actually from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. So we like that he's a all-around Midwestern, central United States kind of boy. Hopefully that means he's very sweet and wholesome. But a little fun fact, Travis Kelsey's brother is actually also on the NFL. And get this, he's on the Eagles. Now, Jason Kelsey, his brother's name, he's actually 35 years old. So he was born in 1987. And if you remember from the previous episode, Travis Kelsey was also born in 1989, which makes him and Taylor the same age, which is optimal for dating. Now, the reason I say it's wild that his brother is on the Eagles is because Taylor is like a born and raised Eagles fan. Maybe not raised, but she was born an Eagles fan, has been an Eagles fan her whole life. She even references the Eagles t-shirt hanging on her bedroom door in one of her lyrics, in her lyrics in one of her songs. So it's kind of hilarious that Travis Kelsey's brother is on the Eagles and probably was like, I don't know, just made Taylor happy when when she started talking to Travis at whatever point she did, assuming it was probably after he gave her the friendship bracelet. But what else do we know about Travis? He has a podcast, which it's called New Heights. And from my understanding, this is a podcast with his brother. So I have it pulled up for you guys on my phone, and I'll just kind of read you the blurb that they have. They categorize their podcast as sports and entertainment, which makes sense. And it says in the description, football's funniest family duo, Travis Kelsey from the Philadelphia Eagles and Travis Kelsey sorry, Jason Kelsey from the Philadelphia Eagles and Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chief. They team up to provide next level access to life in the league as it unfolds. The two brothers and Super Bowl champions drop weekly insights about their games, share unique perspectives on the trending NFL news and yada, yada, yada. So it goes on. So basically they're just kind of the same way we talk about Taylor Swift. They talk about their week in sports and what happened and what went down, which is pretty cool. And I like that they're actually close. Like it seems like they're 
pretty close not only as like a family their mom attends all their games just like mother andrea but also them as brothers are close which is cute and a green flag in my book if you ask me now being that i know virtually nothing about football or travis kelsey i found this article that i'm going to send you guys in my broadcast channel because it talks about 10 things that you probably didn't know about travis kelsey and while a lot of them are pretty sports related and like stats and all of that i did freak out when I read this one thing because I had no idea. And this one particular fact about Travis is definitely sort of a red flag in my book. Maybe I'm going to give it like a in between whatever a red and a yellow flag would be. uh, This is that. So Travis, get this, had his own reality TV show called Catching Kelsey. Now it has been quite some time since this premiered. This premiered in October of 2016, but it was called Catching Kelsey, and essentially the plot was there was 50 women, each from a different state within the U.S., and they were chasing Travis's love or heart, similar to kind of the Bachelor format. He was obviously the Bachelor. There were 50 women, and this only went on for eight episodes, so I don't know if it was just like a short series that E! News was testing out or if it was a flop. I'm assuming it was a flop. I have no idea. Or maybe it wasn't a flop because he did end up picking someone. He picked a woman named named Maya Benberry. Benberry? I'm not really sure. But they ended up only dating for a year. If you're interested in reading more about this 10 things you didn't know about Travis Kelsey, I'll send you guys the article in the broadcast channel. But being that he only dated this girl Maya for a year, I wanted to kind of skip past that. So that show premiered in 2016. They ended up breaking up in 2017, him and Maya. And then he started dating his ex-girlfriend, Kayla Nicole. Now, what do we know about Kayla? So he dated Kayla for, this is pretty significant, especially being that Taylor just came off of like her, what is it, six-year relationship with Joe Alwyn. He dated Kayla for five years. So they started dating in 2017. So some point after him and Maya split, Maya from the TV show that he had. And Kayla was or is a on-air sports journalist. She's also a fashion influencer. I didn't have a chance to look up her page. I just saw some pictures of them when I was researching. So I'll have to check her out on Instagram. But speaking of Instagram, it looks like that's how they initially met on Instagram. Uh, this is all alleged. I, apparently, they've like each kind of told different stories, but apparently the story is that like she was engaging with him on Instagram, DMing him a bit, and then at some point they got together. But more interestingly, the alleged rumors in terms of how or why they broke up, I thought this was really, really weird, is that she went on a podcast and claimed it was for financial reasons, which then apparently he – I don't know if it was on his podcast or where he talked about this, but apparently then he went on to say like, oh yeah, well, I would give her money like here or there when you date someone for five years, like, you know, you give them a hundred bucks, whatever, but I definitely wasn't financially supporting her or something along those lines is what I read. So I'll send you guys the uh, articles that I found, but I thought this was interesting. The other uh, key point of his relationship with Kayla Nicole that I'll point out is apparently this was a very, very on and off again relationship. Everything that I breezed through while researching about their relationship said that they were on and off again. It looks like the last time they got together was like 20 or it looks like the first time they broke up was like 2020 and then it happened a few times since then with like her deleting all their pictures off of Instagram and then like the next week he'd be like my girlfriend Kayla I love her so 
looks like it's probably good news that they're not together anymore and that he's moved on. But it seems like once he kind of closed the chapter on Kayla, he wasn't super interested. He kind of stated in a couple interviews from what I read that he was going to kind of be a free agent. He was focusing on his career, which who knows? Maybe he was advised to say that because he did go then on his podcast and he was apparently – I don't know if it was his cousin. It was a family member he had on the podcast aside from his brother, and they were consulting him on his Tinder profile. So that was earlier this year. Obviously, no need for Tinder. Um, you just scored the literal biggest pop star on the planet uh, with a friendship bracelet, which is kind of hysterical, you guys. This is like so funny. Um but that's that on his past relationships. Uh, I think it's promising that he was in a relationship for five years. I'll give him that. Um, and it looks like a lot of people are kind of weary on him and his character since it seems like there's been like a couple of character issues with him that have come up through his time in the NFL. But I wasn't finding specific answers and I don't like judging people too, too much on the past unless it's something that's like super unforgivable. So I don't know. I'm curious to see where this goes. I think that this is an interesting pairing for Taylor, and I'll just talk off the cuff as to why I think so. So obviously when looking at other people that Taylor has been dating in the past, it's a lot of creatives, which I think is natural for someone who's creative like herself to be attracted to other people who understand her brain, her creative process, her outlet, her line of work. Obviously they have shared passions when it comes to music or being in front of a screen or behind a screen or creating, producing, whatever it might be. So I feel like her past relationships all make sense. They fit the bill, right? But I'm wondering with someone who is her level of famous, like Taylor is like Michael Jackson level famous. First of all, speaking on the male ego, that's probably really difficult. It would take a very, very specific man to be in the same line of work or be aligned kind of in their creative field with her and not feel some sort of jealousy. I think, you know, at base level, if we're getting deep about it, like a man feels like their job in life, whether this is true or you believe it or not, like is to provide and protect. And I think when a woman is in a like a position of I don't want to say power, but they're the breadwinner or the successful one or the more successful one, however you deem it, or they're the more popular one, the more famous one. That can probably really wear down a relationship quickly if the guy or man doesn't have a ton of confidence. It's like this delicate balance, delicate, mm -hmm, um, delicate balance of them understanding her enough to relate and get her ebbs and flows probably that she goes through where she probably wants to lock herself in a studio and record an album or connect with her fans or go on tour for, you know, two years and be MIA. Like someone who's going to understand that part of her creatively, but then also someone who is not going to see her as competition or have microaggression towards her. I think that's a really difficult balance. And I, I've always wondered, you know, who is the perfect pairing? Is it someone who's equally as famous as her? Which I would say like, like Harry Styles, you know, is that someone who she needs who's going to understand literally every aspect of her life? And let's be real, there's like a, literally a handful of people that are going to fit the appropriate age range, success level, all of that that Taylor would be looking for. So that it just feels like a reach. And then on the flip side, it's like, does she go for someone who's like not famous at all? Is it like a Wall Street guy? Is it maybe someone in the industry but behind the scenes? 
you know, that that also feels tricky because then they will never truly relate. Like maybe they don't want to be in the spotlight. Maybe they don't want to experience fame. Maybe they have no experience with it. So it's not pleasant or enjoyable and it wears down on their relationship or takes away or she's constantly feeling like she has to overcompensate because she's embarrassed. So obviously I've put a lot of thought into this, but I feel like the reason I see Travis really working out for her is number one, what I do know about him, and it jogged my memory when I was doing the research for this episode, is that he is really daring with his fashion, and he's been like kind of known for that over the years, which I think is really cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, it shows he is competent or he is comfortable and stable with his masculinity, which I think is very, very, very important when it comes to dating someone of this stature. Number two, I like that he's playful and youthful. They're the same age, but he doesn't take himself too seriously, which is fun. But speaking to the points that I was making about other creatives, he is successful in his own right. And I think that where they're going to really align is he seems to have a really wholesome family. She, even though she is the biggest pop star, I'm going to even go as far as saying like one of the biggest celebrities in the entire world, her family is still extremely tight-knit. Like the fact her parents are like passing out guitar picks at her shows and attending and like recording the footage with their iPhone and singing along like is so beyond wholesome. And he can kind of relate to that because – being that him and his brother are both in the NFL, his mom, I don't know anything about his dad, but I've heard a lot about his mom, is extremely supportive of that to the point where like when they came head to head playing each other uh, in a game, I don't know if it was a Super Bowl or if it was a game, she had like a jersey cut in half, like split. One side was like the te- one team, one side was the other. It was very cute, wholesome. But I feel like Taylor will gravitate towards the fact that he has this success and so does his brother. And they both still have this tight-knit family dynamic, which she does too. So I think they relate on that. But I I think what's really going to work and line up is that they have a lot of similarities. They're hardworking. They, you know, have a schedule. He has more of a schedule than she does, obviously. She has a schedule with the Ares tour. But I think it's actually going to work in their favor. And I'm going to talk about the schedule and why I think the schedule is interesting in a bit. But I like this. I feel in my gut, I feel this is good. And I know there are a lot of you who are holding out for Joe. Joe's a wash. You guys, Joe is not it. I have felt number one, if I'm being fully honest, it's so weird that her and Joe looked so similar. I feel like Travis is a man. And this is this is the kind of guy I think is really going to just have fun with her, which I, I think is exciting. The fact that she was like literally being a normal human being today is so exciting. I truly I, – obviously, we don't know this woman. I am so happy for her. Like it looked so fun to just be out and about like wearing jean shorts and a tank top and a windbreaker and like a pair of New Balances and like sit in a box at a football game. I always wonder like – This must be such a thrill for Taylor and it must be such an out-of-body experience to be able to like be in these stands that she performs at. Like she's performed at this stadium. He won the Super Bowl at the Arizona Stadium like a month before she opened the Eras Tour there, which is wild. Like he won the Super Bowl there. She then went and opened Eras Tour like the following month there. So like being in a stadium at this capacity must be such a strange experience for her, but so, so cool that she gets to like see her fans' perspective. But not only that, like she removes her own experience from it. It must be just so nice to not have the spotlight on her, even though this entire game was about her, let's be honest. It must be so refreshing. And I think that this aspect of their relationship might be really exciting for her to not only break up 
her life on tour, but also have something to kind of like live for each week, like during football season and have this sort of shared experience between the two of them. So that's what I'll say about that. I want to speak. I just kind of talked about her outfit a little bit. Taylor Swift styled posted the links and details behind her outfit today. Obviously, it was nothing over the top. I think it was really appropriate. But the one thing I loved is that she wore the the classic red lip, obviously. And there's this clip I'm going to send you guys because I totally got a hoot out of it. But it's the NFL. It was like NFL on Fox is the TikTok handle. They posted it. Um, The NFL did this like bit on Fox talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship. And they used like red yarn, like almost like a crime scene kind of like corkboard thing and they were like connect making the connections quote-unquote connections between like travis kelsey and him and it was so funny they were like he likes to wear red and she has an album called red and i'm like this is hilarious this is literally hilarious like all of the social media managers are having an absolute field day with this and i i am so beyond here for it like i i guarantee you if you said earlier this year pre-Eras tour that like Taylor Swift would be taking over the NFL. No one would believe you, but here we are. And this is just like literally exactly what we needed. Keep in mind, like now we have football games. We have three more football games. Then we have Eras tour movie. Then we have like two weeks, three weeks. Then we have Eras tour itself resuming live streams and everything associated with the madness of that. Then we have Thanksgiving, Christmas, We take a little holiday hiatus, and then after the new year, we dive into Tokyo, and there's just – and obviously, then the Super Bowl would be happening, which Usher's performing, meh, like, uh, I mean, whatever. I like Usher, but I'm not, like, freaking out about it. I was kind of hoping for Harry Styles if it wasn't Taylor Swift, but maybe they need a few more years under their belt. I don't know. Taylor Swift, I'm convinced, will do 2025 Super Bowl. Oh, my God. What if he made it to the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey, and she performed at halftime? That would be the most power – couple duo moment possibly ever question mark I just had that random thought but let's talk about the scheduling so she attended this game today's Sunday September 24th I'm recording this probably the day before you guys are going to listen to it there's let's I, I pulled up the Chiefs schedule again I know nothing about football you guys so bear with me but essentially what I wrote out was the games that would make most sense for Taylor to attend so assuming she's not booked and busy for the next few weeks before She resumes in Argentina. We've got a game. This one's very interesting. Next Sunday, October 1st, the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis, plays the New York Jets in New York. So that would be a hop, skip, and a jump for Taylor. I have no idea where the New York Jets stadium is. I'm assuming it's upstate. I have no clue. But again, if she was going, if she was traveling to Kansas City today, I'm I'm assuming it would be no problemo to hop up to New, the New York Jets stadium. So that's happening Sunday, October 1st. I think that that's a high probability of her attending. Then we have Sunday, October 8th. They play the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. That would be interesting. I'm curious to see if she would pop on over to Minnesota. There is an Instagram account. Let me see if I can find it while I'm chatting with you guys. It's called like Taylor's Jets or something. I'm going to send this to you guys if I can remember. Someone remind me if I don't send it, but it they have about 7,000 followers. This guy named Jack Sweeney, he tracks her, uh, her two planes. She's got Taylor Swift's F900, and then she's got a second one, which her parents, I think that's the one she uses. 
Her parents also have one that's, that he tracks on here, and it's a smaller plane, I believe. Her 7X. Perhaps that's... T- one of them is Taylor's. One of them her parents frequently use. They're obviously both hers. But regardless, we will be able to tell on this Instagram. He, like, puts all the flight details when the plane, like, takes off its public information on airtraffic.com. He will most likely cover before... That's the first thing we would know, is if her plane takes off and heads towards any of these places where any of these games are, we'll have an indication if she's attending. Now, a quick thought that I had, speaking of the Eras Tour film, is I wonder if Taylor is going to do a fan screening like she did for All Too Well short film. She had a bunch of fans. She invited, like Taylor Nation invited a bunch of fans to see the All Too Well short film together in like a theater setting um, when that came out a couple of years ago. So I'm curious if she's going to do the same for Eras Tour film. I don't know. I would love to know if that's the case. Um, The last thing I'll leave you guys with before we get into one of the fan theories is let's talk about, we talked about Taylor's cutie little casual outfit, which we love to see. Travis Kelsey's outfit on the flip side. Oh, this is not like when she said none of it's accidental, I swear to God, this is not accidental. So he wore, again, like he's known kind of for his like funky outfits. He wore this blue and white tie-dye like pants and denim jacket kind of combo with like a white t-shirt underneath. He wore that to the game and then when leaving the game and him and Taylor left together in his like convertible car, very cute, fun, adorable. He wore this blue and white moment. And if you find the designer who designed this blue and white outfit, I am not joking, you guys. I have it screenshotted here. I'll send you guys in the broadcast channel. It's from Kid Super Studios. I don't know if that's a small brand. I've never heard of this designer before. And this matching set that he wore, you're going to die, is called the 1989 Bedroom Painting Set. You've got to be kidding me. You have got either he has a stylist who was literally chuckling to themselves like crazy while doing this, or he literally went shopping to try and find an outfit that was called a 1989 something. I'm not buying it. Folks, this is crazy. I can't even believe. And if you saw my Instagram reel, Taylor literally predicted this, manifested this, spoke this into existence with her literal debut album with Mary's song, Oh My My My, on on debut in 2006. One of the lyrics in that song, I, I, I made a reel about this if you didn't see it. She literally says, you'll be 87, I'll be 89. Like she's talking about how, how like she'll grow old with someone together. His jersey number, 87. I mean, uh, I can't. You guys, this is so wild. Okay, so you guys know I like to end every episode with something that you guys send in to me from the Swifty School form, and so many of you were anonymous and said the exact same thing, which is this crazy fan theory that everyone has ran wild with, and that is simply that she is announcing reputation on November 10th. Now, here's why this theory has some legs to it and why I don't think it's a bad theory. Um, Looking at the calendar... November 10th, she does have a show, and this is a Friday, so check, check there. The reason that people are leaning into November 10th and, like, the massive theory that swept the internet is when we saw that uh, – when you zoom in to the, the Taylor's version, it says 1989 Taylor's version. It was, like, that pre-sale thing that would glitch, like – or, sorry, pre-save. If you pre-save 1989, it glitched. It went black for a moment and then went blue. We all went crazy over this. When it says Taylor's version on there, if you zoom into the S's, 
The first S in Taylor's is normal. And then the second S in version is a snake. Like it's absolutely a snake. You cannot convince me otherwise that this is not a snake. So the S is a snake and then I-O-N. So it's Taylor's version. So the S is a snake and then it says I-O-N. So people are thinking the S as in reputation and then 10, I-O looks like a 10 and then N would be November. That's where this got legs. I don't think this is a bad theory, but my concern is the timing. Just two weeks before that, we would have gotten 1989 Taylor's version. So that would mean she would only be giving 1989 TV like a solid, solid two weeks of like uninterrupted fame. But I don't know. I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts on this. I think it it has potential. The reason why I say that is because it is pre-holidays and I think she would want to get any sort of major announcement out there before the madness of like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I'm curious. I'm curious if this holds up and I don't think it's bad theory. I'm definitely intrigued. Regardless, this was a wild ride and I can't wait for next Sunday. Never did I think I would utter those words <gasps> to tune in to the next Kansas City Chiefs game. <sighs> I want I want to get Travis's attention. Maybe we could get him on the podcast. That would be a hilarious. Maybe we could do like a podcast collab. Here we go. Oh gosh. Well, this was so much fun. I can't wait to see what unfolds for the rest of the week in terms of these two rendezvousing around Kansas City and all that will come with it. So thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I know all too well how busy life can be, and I am so grateful that you chose to stay, stay, stay. Now just know this is me trying, and I would greatly appreciate if you took a minute to leave a review or maybe share this episode with a fellow Swifty. Make sure you join my broadcast channel on Instagram for more Swiftivities. And long story short, this love is real, and I'm beyond grateful for your support. See you next time.